helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. I'm sure you're familiar with the saying, the meek shall inherit the earth. Many of you may recognize it either from the Psalms or Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. But today we're not talking about the meek, but the woke. I'm not entirely sure who came up with the term woke, but according to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary Online, it means aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially issues of race and social justice. While that may be the dictionary definition of the term, it has come to stand for a series of beliefs that are contrary to truth, justice, and the American way. As more and more institutions, companies, and everyday people have adopted the mantra of woke, we've watched as everyday lives have been destroyed. If the meek are to inherit the earth, what will the woke have left them? Hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution teach the rising generation to be free. I am glad you could join me today as we look at the woke destroying the earth. And I, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's too much of a of a stretch. I don't think that's um, not only I think it's quite obvious based on what we've been seeing going on. I mean, just look at you know the whole thing. Get woke, go broke. Uh, th- this idea, you know, whether you're talking about um, Anheuser Busch or Target. Or, or any of these, we're seeing businesses that are adopting these woke ideas, and people are not happy with it. But they still push it. They, st- they keep going forward. I actually want to start somewhere else, though. I want to start out in Colorado, where a, a, tell- a 12-year-old boy was yanked from class because he had on his backpack a patch of the Gadsden flag. By the way, if you're not sure what that is, the Gaston flag is the don't tread on me flag, right? The the coiled up snake in the words, don't tread on me. Well, they, they kicked the, the boy out of class. Um, why? Well, because a bunch of school staff saw the patch and claimed it was tied to slavery. I'm sorry. I'm not kidding. You cannot be that stupid. The idea that says "Don't tread on me, leave me alone" is tied to straight to to slavery is the ex- is is so stupid. You really have to be educated into imbecility to believe this, because the the, the school officials argued that in their arguments they cited um, the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, a, a federal agency that doesn't legally exist, but it it uh, enforces anti discrimination laws. laws. But the EEOC stated the flag originated in the Revolutionary War in a non-racial context. But then went on to say, uh, since has been sometimes interpreted to convey racially tinged messages. Again, huh? This is is woke. This is everything I don't like. Everything that's pro-American, everything that's pro-freedom and liberty has to be tied to racism so we have an excuse to get rid of it. Um, yeah, I, I, you really have to be educated to be that stupid, but it gets worse. Now we've got, I believe it was the school director claiming that the flag is linked to hate groups. 
pointing to some rather flimsy article that quotes a, a graphic design scholar who suggested that this is it uh, is, a, is a symbol of intolerance, hate, even racism, but apparently without any actual proof. So for this stupid reason, they pulled this kid out of class and um, <laughs> two, not one, two law firms actually wanted in on this. Two law firms wanted to represent him because they just wanted a piece of this apple. Now, the school board did actually vote to allow Jaden to wear a don't, the, the, the Gaston flag patch on school grounds. Uh, but look at where woke would take us. The idea of independence, of being left alone and expressing that publicly is now anathema to wokeness. If the woke are allowed to rule, then your con the idea that you just want to be left alone is not allowed. And they're going to use the most ignorant, stupid, twisted logic to try and link it to slavery so they can claim some CRT. Oh, by the way, this is this is this is what happens when we when we don't teach the truth, when we teach the politics, and they turn the Gadsden flag. The idea that the colonists saying, leave us alone has no race, even the EEOC says there's no racial uh, uh, content to it. Nope, we're going to suddenly claim that it's racial and, and use it to kick a kid out of class for just wishing to be left alone. And of course, this is not the only example. So just a week or so ago, um, a, a federal judge weighed in on a case in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, a suburb of the District of Columbia. Uh, Christian and Muslim parents had sued the school system, uh, claiming that books that were being taught were, well, basically forcing religious parents to either abandon their faith or leave the, the public school. Now, what were these, these um, uh, books that, were, that the parents were so concerned about? Well, pretty much everything from uh, sexual subjects to climate change is being force-fed these children in order to comply with a secular worldview. Now, again, this, this is often referred to as the Establishment Clause. This is not, ladies and gentlemen, a First Amendment issue because it is not the federal government. It's not Congress making these laws. This happened in Maryland. This is a state constitution issue. But it is also an equal protection uh, under the law issue, all right, 14th Amendment. But these parents said, we, we don't want to, be, to be, have our children force-fed this information. The, 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 again, books with LGBT char LGBTQ characters, um, highly sexualized information. I believe some of these may even include sexual training. Well, a judge denied the parents um, uh, their request to, to opt out, to remove their children from the classroom when these books containing these characters are read aloud. In other words, they were not saying they couldn't be read in school. All they were asking for was the, was the, the, the school to recognize that parents control the education of their children. If the parents don't want their children taught this, to opt out. And the judge said, no, no, you, you can't. How dare you opt your children out of offensive information? And the reasoning... I can't tell if this is childish or just stupid. The judge spent 60 pages, in her opinion, 
claiming that, that the parents failed to demonstrate how a no-opt-out policy would result in the indoctrination of their children or otherwise coerce their children to violate or change their religious beliefs. Excuse me? Excuse me, you're telling me that being forced to read information that violates their religious beliefs would not be indoctrination? Would not uh, uh, encourage children or coerce children to violate their religious beliefs? I'm sorry, this this Judge Boardman is not, I, I, you, you can't be that stupid. I, I'm sorry, you just can't. She said, with or without an opt-out right, the parents remain free to pursue their sacred obligations to instruct their children in their faiths, even if in faiths, even if their children's exposure to religiously to religiously offensive ideas makes the parents' efforts less likely to succeed. That does not amount to a government-imposed burden on their religious exercise. Are you kidding me? Even though what the schools are doing makes the parents' efforts less likely to succeed, is not coercing them is not denying, and again, the opt-out right. Wait a second, excuse me, time out. As far as I'm concerned, th th everybody in that school district that actually believes in freedom and liberty, that believes the parents control the education of children, need to leave right now. Find some other way of doing it, because this judge just said the government has the authority to indoctrinate your kids, and we just won't call it indoctrination. This is chutzpah. You tell you, well, you can still teach them other things. Yeah, but you're doing everything you can to undermine what we're teaching. Well, you can still teach them the rest of the time. All right, I'll, I'll tell you this. How about we take your children, uh, 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 Ms. Boardman, and we decide to teach them something you don't like? Are you still saying you don't have a right to opt your children out? Let's say we're going to send them to school and we're going to indoctrinate them into being um, uh, Muslim suicide bombers. We're going to indoctrinate with the idea of being Muslim suicide. But, Paul, we're not talking Muslim. It's not the question of what the children are being taught. It's whether or not the parents are in charge of these, the child's education or the government is. And the Supreme Court has already recognized it is the parents. But this is what happens when we let woke run amok. Now the parents, oh, you have a judge that says, parents, you don't have a say in, in you know, you, you can't opt them out. If you want to educate them other ways, be my guest, but we control your children. We control the horizontal. We control the vertical. We control what your children will be see, he, will see here. And if you don't like it, we'll just go pound sand. Now, I hope, I pray that this opinion is appealed because this is tyranny. This is awful. This is disgusting. This, this should not be allowed to stand. Because if this is allowed to stand, the judge has basically said, you know what? Government, we get to determine what your child, not only what your child is taught in school, but by extension, whether who decides what is best for your child? Kind of like California Attorney General Rob Bonta who announced back at the end of August that um, he's actually suing the Chino Valley Unified School District because they approved a policy that would notify parents, it would require the school to notify parents if their children wish to identify as transgender. That's right. If, the, if a student wishes to identify as transgender, the school telling the parents now raises the point where the state attorney general is suing them. 
That is what woke comes to. The government gets this. You, the parent, you're just the parent. How, how dare you want to know what's going on in your child's life? They belong to the state. Don't you know that? That's what we're talking about. They belong to the state. That's what Rob Bonta thinks. That's what this Judge Boardman thinks, that your children belong to the state, and the state decides. That is where wokeness goes. Because in order for wokeness to work, they have to have some method of enforcing their policy. Therefore, the state must rule. They, they must inf enforce the... Uh, uh, they, they must enforce this woke agenda. And that includes the promotion of the LGBTQ agenda. That includes the promotion of uh, the racist CRT agenda. All of it. And if you don't like it, then the government will simply shove it down your throat, whether it be in a, in a judicial case or being sued by the state because you actually want to tell the school actually wants to tell the parents what's going on with their kids. Now, this happens in the same time frame as a, another school district in California uh, just came to a settlement with a, a mother who alleged that um, they helped her daughter, quote, social transition to become a boy without the approval or even the awareness of the parents. See, the, the, the mother, Jessica Conan, stated that uh, Spreckles Union School District, which is in Monterey, California, um, allowed her 11-year-old daughter to, uh, again, so she transitioned, to use a boy's bathroom, to use a male pronoun, and they did so without any, any without letting the parents know or getting their permission. And they settled out of court. They settled for $100,000 while the California Attorney General wants to sue a school district for exactly what this other school district just said was, was wrong. You know, the, the, the attorney general is, is saying you have to do what the school district that just settled this lawsuit did. You have to deny parents information about their children. That's where woke goes. That's what destroys. You're destroying the family. You're destroying education. You're indoctrinating children into racist, so, uh, racist, sexualized agenda, causing all sorts of of not just not just emotional, true emotional and physical harm. And that's what you have to. That's what you're going to be living with, if we let woke continue to control our lives, our our institutions, our corporations. See, they don't want to quit. Th those who are woke are passionate. They are activists. They're going to fight probably to the bitter end, which means that we have to be willing to stand to the bitter end and call this what this is. This is the, 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 the destroying of our children, the, the, the taking of our child's childhood in the promotion of a political agenda. And why do they do this? Well, as Lenin said, give me your four-year-olds, and in a generation, I will build a socialist state. That's what, the, that's what this is about. This is about building a socialist state. Why do you think that, according to Miriam Webster, one of the promoters of this uh, term woke goes back to 
Black Lives Matter, a, a Marxist organization created by, by avowed Marxist organizers. But it's even deeper than that. So remember, back in, in uh, you know, Adolf Hitler said back in 1933, if the older generation cannot get accustomed to us, we shall take their children away from them and rear them as needful to the fatherland. Doesn't that describe these last two uh, articles? Doesn't describe all three of these articles. Taking children away from their parents, away from uh, truth, justice, the American way, and train them based on the needs of the state, not the needs of the child. Now, I have more, but before I go, I have to take a break. Uh, As I go, though, I want to remind you, you know, Keeping healthy is important, and one of the ways is by making sure your immune system works. I know I used to travel a lot for work, which is really tough on the immune system. I'd often come home. We used to call it the crud, right? Um, Just not feeling well, sniffles, cough, whatever. Well, I don't do that anymore because when I travel, I I found a system to support my immune system while I'm on the go. It's called Healthy Cells Immune Super Boost. It is a travel-ready gel pack. I simply throw it in my bag. I take one of these a day. It combines over a dozen immune supplements into one package that's easy to use. You can just take it straight or mix it in with, with a drink or with a smoothie or something like that. And it works really, really well. You can find out more by going to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop. You'll find the Healthy Cell Card, and you'll see how you can get 25% off your first order. Please, Follow those instructions because, one, it lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, you get 25% off your first order. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. 
Welcome back, Everyday Americans, to rejoin the Constitution Study. We're reading study of the Constitution, teach Russian generation to be free. And today, we're warning you, or we're showing you, that um, the woke will destroy the earth. If the meek will inherit the earth, the woke will want to destroy it before they get to it. And we talked a lot about uh, schools in the first segment. I got one more school thing, because this story made me blow my top. A mom was trying to enter a middle school. Now, the middle school is not identified in the story, um, so we don't, I, I don't know. I wish I knew the mom. I'd love to reach out and get some more information. Um, she was attempting to enroll her, her child in middle school. So she, apparently online, did, they can do the registration, but to actually to enroll the child, she has to go down to the school to enroll. So she goes down to the middle school, and she uh, apparently there's some sort of of kiosk or machine out front that says in order for her to enter wherever she's got to go to actually um, enroll her child, they want her to sign a non-disclosure agreement, an NDA. Now, I'm glad this mom was smart enough to say, no, I, one, she wasn't, she didn't quite understand what the NDA said. I mean, it uses a lot of legalese. I've I've had to sign many NDAs over my career, um, and I've read them to understand what are the expectations and what are the limitations. But I want you to think about it. this: is a public middle school that says in order to do business with us, in order to enter our building, you have to promise to not tell anybody what happens. The general idea of a non-disclosure agreement is when you're is to keep secrets, right? So when I'd worked for a company, uh, as part of the onboarding process, I'd sign an NDA that says I'm not going to take any company secrets and share them with others. Uh, when I do business with certain other entities, we might be sharing information, and I've had I've even issued NDAs. Right, you're not allowed to. What we talk about is is confidential. You're not allowed to disclose this information. What is going on in this middle school that requires that is secret? This is a public middle school. There should be nothing secret. Well, our personal information, yes. Private information, yes. But there's nothing that this school should be doing that is 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 secret and therefore vi- uh, require non-disclosure. Non-disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, they are legally binding. Now she talked to a lawyer. The lawyer advised her not to, um, uh, uh, not to sign the non-disclosure. She went to the administrative offices, and and there's actually she recorded some video saying, "I couldn't. You know, they wanted me to sign an NDA simply to come into the building." For the administrative office. Now, apparently, one of the administrators there said, this is the right place. I haven't seen, I want to know what's going on. But the very idea that a public school, a public entity, a government-owned, state-run, government-run, it's owned by the public, requires an NDA to enter, should scare every parent. Because you have to ask, what is being done inside that middle school that they don't want other people to know about? NDAs about keeping secrets. What is it they're trying to keep secret? Huh. Maybe they're trying to keep secret their indoctrination of the children. The, the fact that they are isolating the children from their parents, what they're teaching them. Maybe that's what they're trying to keep secret. 
Okay, let's uh, let's shift gears, uh, pun intended, uh, away from the schools. Now, those of you who may know me, I have been an auto racing fan since I was a child. Um, when I was young, when I was very young, I mean, single digits young, uh, my family produced auto racing books and magazines. Um, my father, my grandfather, my mother would go to the big races uh, as photographers for the books and magazines. As soon as they started be being broadcast on television, we watched each and every one of them. We used to have a big uh, cookout every year on Indie Sunday. So I love auto racing. And in addition to, to you know, I watch a lot of different types of auto racing. I used to watch a lot of NASCAR. And uh, part of the reason you watch a lot of NASCAR is, well, um, there's a lot of NASCAR. And it used to, I, I used to enjoy the racing. And it a few years ago, I saw them getting stupid. First, they were ruining the, the competition, but that's that's one thing. I saw them starting to get what we now call woke, and I, I, I knew they were going this way, and I'm like, oh, God, all right, it's time to, it was time to bail. And then I saw the, uh, the, the that my, my gut was, was right. Uh, first, you had, uh, what was it, Bubba, what was it, uh, Bubba Wallace, who saw a, a, a garage door pull and claimed it was a noose and someone was threatening him. I mean, that's when I knew I'd made the right decision. Well, they've gone full-blown woke stupid. It's, it's why I refuse to watch another NASCAR race, even though the big races that I would like to, I've refused to watch them. See, NASCAR offers what they have a, they have what's called a paid diversity internship. This is an opportunity for young people. And I love the idea. It's an opportunity for long, young people to get their hands on, uh, on this type of technology. Believe it or not, NASCAR is not a bunch of bubbas uh, in their backyards. There's a lot of technology in NASCAR nowadays, and this is a great opportunity. Imagine you've got a young person that's interested in, in, in automotives or in engineering or these types of things, and they get the opportunity to be involved with a NASCAR team. Heck, I remember as an adult, uh, I, I found out that somebody I knew uh, through through somebody I knew that uh, there was a team that was actually looking for uh, some IT assistance, and I'm like, you didn't tell me. I'm like, this I'd have been, I, I, I've done any anything to be involved. I loved it. So you imagine you're a young person, you're trying to figure out, you get this chance. Well, then you read the fine print because as you register for the the this internship program. Under program requirements, now in order for you to be considered for this program, it reads, you must be a member of one or more of the following races, ethnic minority classifications, Black or African American, American Indian, Alaska Native, Asian, Latino, Hispanic, Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islander. Why not just put a big sign on the beginning? Whites need not apply. It wasn't a question of, uh, of you know, the person's background. I, I, imagine you are a young person from a a uh, a poor family. You don't have a lot of opportunities, and here is a chance to work with a NASCAR team with millions of dollars in budget every year. And you know you've got an interest in cars. You've got an interest in the engineering. This is your chance, and you're told you don't stand a chance because you happen to be born white. It's flat-out racism. And it's one of the reasons why I, will, I won't support NASCAR ever again. I still have some of my favorite old drivers. I still 
I'd sit down and talk with Mark Martin any day of the week. Any of the petties, especially Richard. I've actually met Richard Petty, but I'm sorry, NASCAR has gone full racist, woke, stupid. And I will not support them in any way, shape, or form. Now, here's the interesting thing. Lawyers are starting to get involved. See, according to at least one legal analyst, this is by definition, it is by definition discriminatory, but he says it violates Title VII of the 1866 Civil Rights Act. See, anybody who is forbidden to apply to a program based solely on their race should should sue because what NASCAR is doing violates federal law. And NASCAR is an interstate operation, meaning all their commerce involves interstate. They travel to state to state. I don't know how many states they go to at the moment, but they go from California to New York. Actually, they go all the way out to New Hampshire. Um, might be interesting to see what would happen in this with, with that type of, of situation. But again, this is a corporation that has thought maybe, you know what, let's join in this racist nonsense and that would, it, would, it would benefit them. I think it should, um, it, 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 we should punish them. The same way everybody who went out, you know, you think of the, the people who drank Bud Light, looked at what Bud Light was promoting and said, we don't want any part of that. We should do the same thing with NASCAR. Again, I haven't followed NASCAR for years. If you do, consider this. J- just imagine, you take a look at the infield or the stands or the, the demographic people watching NASCAR. What would happen if all the whites that watch NASCAR stopped showing up? What would happen if just 10% of the whites stopped showing up? Get woke, go broke. Because if we don't, then this type of racist policy will continue. And racism breeds more racism. Because not only does it, does it impact the people who've been discriminated against, it foments the animosity so that when the, the, the pendulum swings, if, if the people who have been, just as the, the blacks, when they, assumed, when, when they got more power, used that power to attack the whites, it'll happen again. Maybe it won't be black and white. Maybe it'll be Asian. That's interesting. I didn't look. Do they have Asians in there? Uh, no, I don't see any Asians. So guess what? If you're an Asian, NASCAR doesn't want you. That's what this has come down to. Now, again, I don't follow NASCAR. I'd love to hear what some of the, the big names in NASCAR, you know, the, the Petties, um, the, the, the France family, uh, they started NASCAR. Uh, I, I'd love to hear from from you know maybe Cal Yarborough or some of the others what they think about NASCAR going down this road. Now we there's an example we can look at history and see what happens when this when the racist part of the woke agenda is allowed to control. Um, there was a, an interview on uh, I think it was Laura Ingram's show on, on Fox. Uh, by Madeline Brame. Uh, she's listed as a, a crime victim's advocate. And she was talking about her history and, and all that. And at one point she was asked um, an interesting question and I believe gave a very interesting answer. And Madeline, what's your message now, before we get to Horace, what's your message now to Joe Biden? Because his point is white supremacy is the biggest threat to the country or black America now. Is that the way you see it? Absolutely not. 
The biggest threat to America right now is that they continue to impose on us and we continue to chase the ghosts of slavery past. And we continue, they continue with the narrative to keep us enslaved in our minds with the slavery and oppression and racism. We've been marching for 60 damn years to reach the mountaintop and we have not made it yet. We have the Al Sharpens, Al Sharptons of the world who now is gonna go and march while the rest of us are at the bottom of the hill for 60 years, he seems to be the only one who has made it to the mountaintop. That, that was a powerful answer. And, and I think it shows the, the outcome of what is now called one of the woke agendas, the, this agenda being racism. You know, 60 years of working to, to uh, of the, of the, trying to get out of racism to try to get beyond slavery and it seems like every time they get started what do they do they bring them back to the ghost of slavery it, it it's this this language over reality and she, she says the language you know we've had 60 years we've been marching to get past slavery and every time they keep dragging us back down it almost sounds like a line from the godfather just when i thought i was out that's what Mrs. Brayman is talking about. Every time we start walking up the mountain, we get dragged in with this ghost of, of slavery. But I like the way she, I was interested by the way she put it, because she says people are getting enslaved in their minds. It keeps them enslaved in their mind. You have to do this. You're, you don't have a choice. You're enslaved in your mind. And I think that probably describes a lot of the, the, the woke the, the wokeness, the, the, the woke people and, and the woke ideas of um, I have to do this because, you know, I'll be on the wrong. If I don't, I'll be on the wrong side of history or, uh, you know, oh, yeah, we've been indoctrinated this. And they're enslaved in their mind with the idea that um, the only way to combat racism is to be racist. The, the, the that uh, uh, parents don't matter, that the the state is in charge. All of these ideas are are enslaving our minds and those more and more of the american people are having their minds enslaved by this idea but i keep coming back to the story the hans christian Andersen story of the emperor's new clothes all it really took the, the 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 villagers in that story were enslaved to the idea that the um that the the uh, the emperor was wearing a fine set of clothes even though he was naked. And all it took was one boy to point out that he was naked to break the spell. We're seeing the damage that's being done by these agendas. We're seeing the damage that's being done to business, to our, our young people, to our, our the civility of our society. When are we going to recognize that this dog don't hunt, that this emperor has no clothes? Because if we don't, we will sit back and watch while our our great country, our society, and our future, the future our children will live in, will be destroyed. Now, I have to take another break. Before I go, though, please head to the website constitutionstudy.com. It's got a revamp. 
Uh, there's some new features in there. I'm still adding stuff. I'm still working on this. It's been crazy busy. Um, but you can sign up for a mailing list and be notified when changes are made. Uh, even when I post my articles and videos, you can get my insider updates. You can you can ask a question. Click the ask a question button and you know ask a question. You want me answered here on the radio? Just hit the checkbox. I'd be happy to do that. Find it all there at constitutionstudy.com. While you're at it, a great place to get news every day is americaoutloud.news. I go there every day. I suggest you do as well. But do like I do. Don't simply read the information. Don't listen to the podcasts and videos. Read the articles and stories. Share them. The links are all there. Share them with friends, family, online. Because it's by being that young child and pointing to the naked emperor that we will secure the blessings of liberty. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You rejoin the Constitution Study. And today, well, we're talking about uh, the woke destroying the earth, uh, the, the woke destroying what our lives are going to be like. And what can we do about it? Are we simply supposed to sit back and, and let this happen? Or is there something we can do? Now, I've talked about the schools. I've talked about corporations. Uh, I've talked about a little bit about the politics. 
but I want one other thing to look at, and that is this. I don't know if this is officially part of the woke culture, but it certainly seems to be the way they operate. See, instead of dealing with the reality in front of them, they, they ignore it and simply substitute their own beliefs. Reject your reality and substitute my own. But even worse, they actually attack the people pointing out the truth. Um, I got booted off of Facebook, I believe in part because I was actually teaching what the Constitution and United States law says about how we elect a president. Um, but there are even greater examples. For example, uh, recently, the, uh, the Federalist has been pointing, has been reporting on, um, well, let's say a vast pedophile network that allegedly exists and thrives on Instagram. Now, I don't know about you. I think if I were to find out that in my on my website um, there was a a vast pedophile network or even the possibility of a pedophile network, I'd want to deal with that problem. Um, apparently, that's not how Instagram works, because the Federalist claims that uh, Instagram has been censoring their information rather than dealing with those problems. Uh, another example, the, the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group, which is uh, in large part funded and run by Michael Bloomberg. Um, well, they have a target goal. They have a goal of limiting clothing consumption, banning meat, dairy, and private vehicle ownership by 2030. Now, Evita Duffy Alfonso, uh, for The Federalist, did an Instagram reel pointing out the goal, the stated goal of the C40 Cities Climate Leadership which Instagram quickly slapped a false label on. And the fact that there are 14 cities that are part of this C40 group and its disturbing goals, yeah, they used PolitiFact, which is a farce, and they fact-checked it um, and labeled it as, as false. But in the, uh, uh, the article that was attached to the uh, said labeled Instagram post, uh, PolitiFact links to a, a, an article from, uh, I think it's Valuetainment, and another Instagram both, both of which state, quote, 14 major American cities signed onto a globalist climate agreement that includes eliminating meat and dairy consumption, private vehicle ownership, air travel, and clothing purchases. So Instagram is woke. Not a surprise, right? They're owned by Meta. But you see what happens? The, the reality is... C40 wants to you know, wants to limit clothing consumption. They want to ban. They want to control what you eat. They want to control how you travel. They or as uh, was a Klaus Schwab said, you will own nothing and be happy. And when somebody points that out, they label the 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 machine, the the Instagram. They label it false. Why? Well, because most people will look at that, say, "Oh, it's false," and believe. It's false, even though the very people fact-checking it linked to articles proving they were true. It's one of the reasons why, when I go through my headlines every night, anything that starts out fact-check, I ignore, because I figure it's a political check, not a fact-check. So when you deal with woke companies like Instagram, and by the way, I'm not on Instagram, you have to wonder, are you being lied to? Are you being manipulated? Are you being enslaved to an ideology that does not actually exist, that's actually contradictory to reality? Or another example, uh, New York City. Again, I was born in New York City, uh, lived there till I was 11, spent time there as an adult uh, doing business and, and spending time with friends and family. And um, 
it's really falling apart. So you have this, they have this, this utopianist idea that says, we will be a, an illegal alien uh, sanctuary city. By the way, they call them immigrants. They're not immigrants legally. They're aliens. But um, they said, uh, yeah, we, you know, whatever you do, don't close the borders. We'll be a sanctuary city. So places are saying, hey, you, you, know, Im you know, illegal alien, um, if we can't send you back, where do you want to go? New York City. Fine. They sent them to New York City. And now they're dealing with the logical outcome of their New York City's decision their, at least their government's decision, to become a sanctuary city. And they're really getting hit in the face with this. The, you know, all these people are showing up. They don't have housing. They don't have services. Um, they, you know, they've, they've been, the city has been, been begging New York State to help them. Uh, New York State's been begging the federal government to help them. And, of course, the White House is blaming the Republicans for all of this. Don't see how that one works, but, hey, when did logic ever have anything to do with, uh, with politics? Well, recently there was a letter signed by more than 100 business executives, including you know, large executives, large CEOs. And uh, it, it, part of it said, the New York business community is deeply concerned about the humanitarian crisis that has resulted from the continued flow of asylum seekers into our country. We write to support the request made by New York Governor Kathy Hochul for federal funding in education, housing, security, and health care services to offset the costs that local and state governments are incurring with limited federal aid. Did you see the switcheroo? Did, did, did you see the sleight of hand? See, the New York business community is deeply concerned about the humanitarian crisis that comes from the continued flow of asylum seekers into our border. The root of the problem, well, I should say the problem they're identifying is the flow of asylum seekers into our country. But what is their solution? Money. See, the state of New York, again, remember, it was New York City and New York State that said, we will not enforce federal law. We will not assist in the enforcement of federal immigration law. And they expect the federal government to pay for that, the consequences of that decision. That's get woke, get ruined. It was a woke idea that says people should be allowed to enter this country without consequence, without, without following the law, without consequence, and, and um, everything will be fine. And then when there are consequences, it isn't, you know, when, when they're destroying the city and the city services. Think of everybody here, everybody in New York City who is do those services, but they can't because, well, the illegal aliens, the asylum seekers are taking it up. Let's not deal with the problem. Let's just go begging for more money. They want the federal government, meaning they want you and me to pay for the bad decisions of New York City and New York State, of Mayor Eric Adams and Governor Kathy Hochul. They want you and me to pay for it, which means they want to destroy us for their woke decisions. Uh, Mayor Hochul, I'm sorry, Governor Hochul said, uh, this crisis originated with the federal government and must be resolved through the federal government. Not entirely true. She does. She is correct when she says the borders and decisions about who can work are solely determined by the federal government. That is true. But the fact that the people are coming to New York is because you and the and the mayor of New York City said, "Welcome, come here. We will give you services. We won't enforce the federal law." 
So who's really the, the source of the problem in that city? Yes, the federal government has an issue with dealing with the border, but you brought the problem to yourself. Don't expect me to pay for your misdeeds. Now, another part of the, the, the woke agenda is this, non, this climate change nonsense. Climate change, climate's always changing. Um, again, for 50 years, I've been told I'm gonna, I should be dead 55 times over. Every decade I was told I was going to be dead by the next decade. And it keeps going because it's a myth. It's based on, on, on theory, not science. But of course, now there's all this pressure building to get Joe Biden to um, declare a climate emergency. Right? In other words, to simply wipe his backside with the Constitution and become a king. But, but Paul, there's the National Emergencies Act. It's an act of Congress. If it is repugnant to the Constitution, it is void. National Emergencies Act is void. There is no emergency that can supersede the Constitution. It just, it, 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 it's, it, it's not there. But we, the woke are trying to convince us, oh yeah, we have, to, we have to do this. Now, the latest pressure is because of the fires in Maui. And with the fires in Maui, this is off. It was a tragedy. It was, it, I cannot explain how heartbroken I am for what has happened on that island. I, I'm, I'm sorry, it, it's, to me, it's beyond words. But here's the interesting thing. Maui was not a, well, yeah, Maui's, yes, the Maui flowers are, are blamed on climate change. Well, it's true because it was the climate change agenda that helped put Maui in the situation for these wildfires to go as large and as destructive as they are. And in fact, uh, Maui County has already filed a lawsuit against uh, Maui Electric Company and the Hawaiian Electric Company, uh, claiming that um, they they failed to shut down equipment on August seventh when the National Weather Service said red flag warning warning we this is a, a chance for a deadly wildfire. They didn't shut that down. Um, so far, there's been what 115 people killed. Uh, I think that's the last number that I heard. Uh, the town of Lahani is Lahanai is gone. It's been wiped off the map. It's not just the fact that they didn't shut down. It was maintenance that should have been done uh, to the electrical wires, to the areas around them, to protect them, to help keep them from starting these fires. And apparently there are a lot of people claiming that the electric companies were dissuaded from doing that and persuaded to use their money towards promoting this, uh, this quote-unquote Green New Deal, this green energy, um, th this uh, hysterical assumption that uh, using the, the every storm as a to lie about, you know, oh, they're getting larger, they're getting more impactful, it's all global warming, it's all climate change. This is all a lie, ladies and gentlemen, a lie in support of the woke agenda of climate change. Listen to Representative Byron Donalds describe not just the agenda, but uh, in this case, uh, what happened in, in, in Hawaii. Well, first, I don't believe in man-made climate change. That's number one. Number two, even if you believe in climate change, quote unquote, what are the actual solutions? What the Democrats want us to do is to send money and treasure over to the Chinese so they can strip mine the planet, 
basically dump a lot of emissions into the atmosphere and give us solar panels and windmills. And even with these solar panels and windmills, it's not going to help the American people be able to survive if there are higher temperatures because you need massive amounts of electricity to run air conditioning, to run refrigerators, so on and so forth. What people on the left who really dig into this climate this climate change stuff really want for us to do is to unwind some of the very fabric of our economy. That doesn't make any sense. You need fossil fuels, you need energy production, and that still primarily comes from natural gas, fossil fuels, and what we should be doing is embracing nuclear power, not going down this Green New Deal stuff, because frankly, that is what happened in Hawaii. There was so much pressure on the electric company from officials, both locally in Hawaii, but also the federal government to chase down renewable energy, they weren't paying attention to the basic things, like making sure that you don't have limbs touching power lines mm. and that you actually clear out your underbrush so that the, the, the fuel for a fire, which is fresh wood and other things like that, is not laying around to catch fire and can really mm. burn down an area. I'll tell you this, this is much more of a man-made disaster, what happened in Maui, than being caused by the planet. So in other words, if you want to know what a woke future looks like, well, in some cases, it'll look like Maui. It will look like a destruction because we placed an agenda above the basic common sense maintenance. It will look like uh, what the one lady was talking about, being enslaved to ideas in the face of realities that contradict them. It'll be a school where your child is indoctrinated with the official agenda but you're not allowed to express ideas. You're not the idea of being free, independent, and liberty is punished. It's about being forced to assume uh, that certain things are true in contravention of the actual facts. It's about being sued if you disagree. It's about having to sign a non-disclosure agreement before you can go into a public building because the last thing the these public institutions want is the public to know what they're doing in their name. It'll be sports and businesses and corporations that place racist agendas above their customers. And it'll be a, a, a scenario that truly is, I believe, the destruction of, of the earth. It'll be the, the agenda where we will take away from you. We're going to limit your clothing. We're going to limit the cars you can buy. You can limit your meat and dairy consumption. We're going to tell you how to live your life in order to support the woke agenda. It turns us in a dy into a dystopia I don't know that many of us could imagine. That's what the woke agenda has in store for us. So if the meek do eventually inherit the earth, what type of earth will be left if we allow the woke to make up the rules? If we allow the woke to decide what is and isn't true, if we allow the woke to rule over us? You know, I left the state of New York because of their their politics and their agenda. And millions of people have left New York and California and, and Illinois. But what happens when we can't simply go to another state? What happens when there are no other countries that we can go to? As, as bad as things are here, America's still better than most of the rest of the world. What happens when you can't escape? When the woke don't simply decide what to happen in, 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 the, in the cities and, and in, the, in our states, but worldwide. When Klaus Schwab says, you will own nothing and enjoy it, where do we go? If freedom and liberty dies here, where do we go?
wouldn't it be better to fix this problem, to start dealing with this problem before it gets worse, rather than waiting until we have no other choice but to fight again for our independence from tyranny, from wokeism, from the utopian lie that turns out to be a dystopian future? Now, I hope you'll come back and listen to the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard in the iHeartRadio network, and hey, bring some friends. If you can't listen then, that's fine. All these episodes go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. You can listen in your favorite podcast app, but I ask you, subscribe to the, sh- to the show. Rate the episodes, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the Constitution Study and hopefully find their freedom and liberty as well. You can find all the links at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But as always, share them. See, it's by sharing this information that we all help to share the blessings of liberty 